Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... Please give a big round of applause for our first storyteller tonight, Carrie Malik. Playing on the, the word sloth, um, I'm the president and founder of a nonprofit organization uh, called Sloth. It stands for Sean's Last Opportunity to Help. So thank you, Brendan and uh, Deb, for uh, allowing me to come out today to tell our story as well as um, uh, continue our mission. I want to start off with a quote um, from Benjamin Franklin that I feel is fitting for the theme as well as our organization. Um, It is, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time, because that's what, uh, sorry, that's what life is made of. Like I said, we're a nonprofit organization, and we raise awareness for PTSD, depression, and suicide prevention. These are near and dear to our hearts because the organization is named after uh, someone who died by suicide. Um, and it was four years, five months, and four days ago. But who's counting? Um, And this person is just not a statistic. This person is my brother. Um, So it definitely means a lot. Um, And on April 11th, 2015, I received a text message that Sean sent at 1.12 a.m. And it read, I'm tired. I love you, brother. My stupid response back at 6 a.m. was, ha, 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 I love you too. Needless to, needless to say, uh, at that point, he had already passed away. He was the happiest, most caring, give his shirt off his back kind of guy. He served, he served in the military uh, proudly, met a lot of people, and influenced a lot of lives. Um, he was a combat veteran in the Air Force, Uh, And where he was stationed, basically, they would just train and deploy. So within his six years, he deployed five times and spent over 30 months in the desert. He would come home, and we would, you know, talk about it a little bit, but he never really opened up and divulged too much. Um, So never knew if there was anything from that part of his past that kind of triggered anything. Um, As... And as humble as he was about his service uh, to, the country, to his country, his decision to go into the military was based on one drunk night at 2 a.m. watching a commercial about enlistment. <laughs> Anybody that knows Sean would definitely know that was truly him, how, how spontaneous he was. Sean was a daredevil at heart. He was not afraid to do... Uh, to put himself out there, and even if it meant that he got hurt. Uh, around 15, age 15-ish, he um, and my younger brother were trying to one-up each other on the swing set in the backyard uh, by doing trick jumps off and you know, trying to land it. After several attempts between the two of them, they both, or Sean decided to uh, attempt to jump off and land on a rolling keg. <laughs> Appropriate response. Um, needless to say, he did not land it, and he also broke his foot at the same time. Uh, 
when Sean got out of the military, he was lost like a lot of our veterans. He did a lot of random assortment of jobs just to kind of make ends meet. One day on a dare, uh, he got on stage to do an open mic night. And uh, he began to tell the worst story ever. Uh, And if you were there that night, I'm sorry. Um, He decided to tell the story about our mom passing, you know, as lighthearted as possible and and have fun with it. Uh, So he he actually got choked up and uh, teary-eyed on stage. As he was walking off stage, he actually, wiping away the tears, he had the biggest grin on his face. At that moment, he knew, you know, he wanted to do stand-up. So he enrolled in the uh, Virginia Beach Comedy School uh, and then hit stage after stage to get better. He hosted events. He was opener, feature, um, headliner, uh, and uh, he even was set before he passed to go to, a, uh, to Vegas to do a comedy contest. Needless to say, he was moving his way up in the uh, comedy scene. The days following his death were very surreal, and uh, I went into kind of like a self-preservation mode. Uh, And there was three distinct events that stick out in my mind still to this day. The first one was after crying a lot, inappropriately, um, I looked at my wife and I said, I need to delete his Facebook account. (laughs) And she just looked at me weird, but... When our mom passed away, the three of us brothers agreed that we would share each other's passwords so that way we can, you know, no one would memorialize our Facebook. Um, we didn't necessarily want that, and we know others, you know, wanted that. So um, we promised each other to do that. The second one was when, we're, when I was identifying his body. Most people would be choked up, terrified, and... Um, I guess you would say, well, I guess, yeah, terrified. Um, so all I can think of as they were pulling the sheet back was, Jesus, his ears, neck, and cheeks are so red. He must be hot with that blanket on him. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but uh, the third one was we're sitting in a room at the Cremation Society. Yes, a real place. Been there twice. Um, My wife points out a sign in the corner that says, or it's a three-foot by five-foot advertisement sign that says, um, it has on the bottom, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. And without thinking, I blurt out, how do you guarantee that? I'm not happy with the level of service I'm getting over here. Can you please burn him again? (laughs) Or can I get a discount on the next go around? (laughs) I'm saying this out loud. My wife is yelling at me because, you know, they could probably hear me in the other room. Um, Totally embarrassed. But, uh, yeah, just completely self-preservation mode. Um, So here's here's probably a story that's going to help you, like, lighten the mood, but disgust you and, and, you know, rightfully so. Um, so I, here's a story from one of his military buddies, and this will tell you how extreme Sean was. I had the distinguishing honor of sharing quarters with Sean Michael Malik. Everybody used his full name. 
who was a legend in his own right. As I was coming out, as I was coming out of the showers, a staff sergeant was steadily braced against our door jam with a look of disgust on his face, saying, hey, come check this shit out. <laughs> in a towel and flip-flops, I hurried to see what this so-called shit in my room was. I turned the corner, and Sean is lying on the ground, naked, legs in the air, and screaming, or powdering his balls, screaming, funnel cake! (laughs) You might be asking yourself why. Me too. That was probably one of my funniest stories that uh, I, I got from them, so... So I can go on and on, uh, making you laugh, making you cry. Um, But please humor me for a moment and close your eyes. Imagine yourself in a body of water on a gorgeous holiday day. You're surrounded by people that love you, laughing, playing, and having a good time. For some reason, staying afloat becomes a challenge you start to sink to where your, your head is the only thing above the water. Your eyes glaze over, and you have that thousand-mile stare. It's just a struggle to keep your mouth above the surface. Because you're focusing so much on survival, you cannot yell or scream for help. It takes everything you've got to breathe. Everyone still sees you around. They just think you're floating along because you've been in this body of water hundreds of times. But then you slip below the surface and continue to sink. Those around you finally notice, but it's too late. What's done is done. Now open your eyes. Imagine this with someone you loved. How do you feel? This is similar to what depression, anxiety, and PTSD feels like inside. On the outside, you feel calm, cool, or you look calm, cool, and collected. On the inside, under the water, you're fighting to stay, you're, you're fighting to stay afloat. Your arms are flailing as if to grab a hold of imaginary rails. Your feet are kicking as if you were trying to run for safety. The body beneath the surface is doing all it can to survive until you say, I'm tired. I love you, brother. As much as we enjoy, or as much as we like donations in the form of money um, with our organization to stay afloat, no pun intended, um, today I ask for donations of time. Just please reach out to someone a loved one, a friend, and just check on them. See how they're doing. Stand up yourself and say, I'm not okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to have all the answers. You know, stand up with that friend and say, neither do I. Let's find the answers together. September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, so please educate yourself on the signs and symptoms so you can recognize them when someone isn't okay. Breaking the stigma associated with suicide starts with just a conversation. So with that, please follow us on Facebook, Sloth, 
as well as Instagram Sloth Cares for our uh, upcoming events, shows, and any uh, fundraisers that we may do. Thank you. If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.